G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, our next guest is well known to a lot of listeners. For the past decade, he's been the voice of Open Doors, bringing us insights and updates about nations that persecute Christians. Well, earlier this year, he stepped out of that role to co-found a tech company that's about to make a big impact on the Australian charity sector. The new initiative is called Charitable. That's charitable without an E. It's co-founded by Mike Gore. It's an app that's designed to make charity giving easier, making a one-stop shop for over 39,000 charities with one easy swipe. Well, Mike Gore is joining us to talk about the new development. Mike, welcome back to 2020. Neil, it is good to be back, albeit wearing a different sort of hat, but it's, uh, it's great to be back with you and to be speaking with your listeners again. It is a different hat. It's a very different hat. So from Bible smuggler to tech startup founder, uh, what's happened with the story so far? <laughs> it, is, it is an interesting headline. Look, it's something that I have been, um, it's been sort of bubbling around in the back of my mind now for a little while. I think, you know, the, the 10 or so years I spent serving the persecuted church. I got to meet so many brilliant people and um, wonderful people in really difficult situations doing a lot of great charitable work. And so it's been one of my passions to figure out how can I actually make it easier for Australians to be generous and to have a, uh, an impact in so many lives around the world. So making generosity easier than ever before, and I imagine it works uh, with your app that charities register or join with what you're doing, and then when people who are accessing the app and say it's time to give, like it might be this time of year leading up to the end of financial year, uh, an opportunity to choose their favourite charities. Is that the way it works? Uh, almost. A little bit different to that. The only thing I'd say is that... Um, a couple of things that I've noticed, and I think I hope this would resonate with some of your listeners. You know, there's been such an overwhelming increase in fraudulent calls or misleading emails or, you know, basically things that always leave you questioning, hey, am I actually talking to the right person here or not? And and so what we did was you don't have to register with the app. We actually tried to put a fail safe in place for people to be able to trust the content on there. And so in Australia, Neil, there's something called the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profit Commission. Now, most and all charities that are reputable must be registered with the ACNC. And so we only feature charities on the app that are registered with the ACNC. And more than that, we go one step further and we say, look, not only that, but they must also be up to date and accurately reporting their information with the ACNC. Now, we haven't necessarily partnered with them. We're just using their data. But we've tried to fill the app full of charities that are legal, are functioning, and are true and trustworthy. So 
in the face of those phone calls and all those kind of things you get, instead of clicking on links and emails, you can open the app of which you're in control, find the charity knowing they're real and knowing they are legitimate and then give directly to them. So legitimate charities on the app and uh, does away with a little bit of that uh, that uh, fraud possibility. And so the Australian Charities uh, ACNC, uh, you're also a not-for-profit. They, the ACNC are a not-for-profit, but we ourselves are also a charity, yes, because... Uh, yes. Uh, that's what that's what I was getting at. Yes, yeah. so you're actually yeah. a not-for-profit and uh, set up as a charity as well. A charitable giving in Australia, um, you know, it depends on who you compare it to, I guess. But um, but generally, Aussies are reasonably generous when it comes to giving to charities. I, I think Australians are incredibly generous. Although one thing that the data would suggest, and our government, which I, I didn't realise, but our government have a goal of doubling philanthropic or charitable giving by 2030. And the reason they want to do that, I mean, it's a publicly stated goal. We are um, working with them actively to try and help facilitate that for Australians. But one of their driving motivators, Neil, is actually globally, they would say Australia falls behind the trend line on generosity. That, in the 10 years that I've been working in the charity space, is not what I've experienced. But what I do believe is it will make it people, make it, sorry, easier for people to give my hope is not only will they give more often, but they will give more to helping the causes they care about. So when you compare what you're doing and the sort of disruption that can come because the digital economy is changing, so a lot of people are thinking, you know, it's like Uber or Menulog. Uh, it's a different way of looking at charities in a new gig economy. Is that a reasonable way of describing what you're doing too? Look, I, I, well, one of the things I've realised is that I, as horrific as it sounds to everyone listening, is that, you know, I find I'm less generous when there are barriers that get in the way. And one of those greatest barriers, having sort of two, I mean, a teenager now, but kids, is time. And so, yeah, it is like the menu log of giving where the, the, the great challenge of the world for charities is that apps cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to make. But what we've seen in my time at Open Doors was that every charity thinks about making their own app. And so what happens is it reduces the impact of our giving because more of our dollars that we donate are spent on technology and administration and all these other things. And looking back at my time at Open Doors, the greatest area, if I could call it this, of wastage for me was probably the amount of money we had to spend on trying to stay technologically relevant. But still... We struggled to meet up to security and all these things that were really expensive things to do. And so what we thought was if like an IGA, we could create a central place where people could give. Well, we could share the costs across all the charities and save um, save charities money on technology, uh, reduce administration costs, increase the impact of all of our donated dollars, and um, hopefully in the process restore trust with everyone, saying charities do the right thing with our money. A lot of charities will already be well down that pathway, as you say, uh, having spent money on technological developments, creating their own giving apps and such things, and, and no doubt they're going to be quite wise to stay and be strong in that space. But what you're saying here is that uh, given that there are uh, tens of thousands of charities, uh, not all of those will need to pursue the big expenditure when it comes to the developing of the technology because 
uh, charitable will have been there and done that, and it creates an opportunity for people to utilise your technology. That's what you're saying. Yeah, well, even more than that is there's so many people that will never actually be able to afford it. And so, you know, there are brilliant organisations from, you know, people working in Indigenous Australia right through the breadth of society, through medical and healthcare, aged care, that will never have the ability to be able to have this kind of technology. And so we kind of just wanted to make it uh, affordable and within reach for all charities. And to be honest, I think the larger ones that do have their own technology uh, will seriously consider being part of a central community. Uh, tell me how this works for you and for the charitable charity here, Mike, because uh, you're not intending to take a commission on donations and it's actually free for charities to use. Uh, how then uh, does it get to the point where, uh, you know, in some sense, uh, you're getting a return on your technology and your charitable interest in making all this happen? Yeah, look, it's a great question. And so when we were starting out creating the business, you have to come up with, look, how is this going to be sustainable? And one of the things I've always been very passionate about is, you know, I don't believe I'm called to be rich and famous. That is one thing I am very, very clear about. Um, what I do believe is I have a passion of I love God and I love people. And so we uh, we could have taken a commission on donations. We thought, look, that's actually not a fair thing to do if what we're trying to do is reduce costs for charities. And so what we decided to do was uh, charities could pay a monthly fee to unlock some premium benefits. Now, depending on your charity size, there's a different pricing. And so if you want to support the collective sort of technology, we ask charities to pay a monthly sort of software subscription. And if they do that, they're therefore then able to really take control of the app and um, and customise it and develop it and use it powerfully. So that's how we, we do it. Rather than taking a percentage of donations, we ask charities to pay a small monthly fee for premium benefits. Mike, have you got some early starters? Uh, any charities that we might all recognise straight away? Uh, who's on the books? Who's giving charitable a run? Look, I think that some of the ones that you guys would know straight away would be Leading the Way with Michael Yusuf, a fantastic charity, um, are already really you know great supporters of ours and, and ours of theirs. Um, the Bible League, a good friend of mine, Hilton Edwards, is CEO there, and another wonderful organisation that is using technology to help um, engage and reach their, um, their audiences. And so, yeah, several kind of Christian charities are seeing the value in doing this and jumping on board with it now. But, you know, Vision Radio is on there. There's all sorts of not-for-profits on there that you're able to find and support. And as I said, we don't, we don't take a percentage of the commission. We send it straight to the charity. Well, it's a new charity in its own right, but the aim is to be a disruptor in this space. New technology enabling a lot of not-for-profits, charities, to take advantage of a new technology that's being offered by Charitable. Now, when you're looking for Charitable, you might want to write down the spelling. Uh, it's not that easy because there's no E on the end. Charitable is spelt C-H-A-R-I-T-A-B-L dot org. That's charitable.org. C-H-A-R-I-T-A-B-L dot org. And as you've heard from Mike Gore, who's a partner in the foundation of this new charity and disrupting the 
Charitable giving space and enabling Aussies to be generous in so many more ways. Charitable.org, Mike Gore. Uh, great getting your insights, Mike, and congratulations on the new startup and uh, asking God's richest blessing on you. Amazing. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate it, and I really have valued all the support over the years from your listeners. My hope is we bump into each other uh, somewhere around the traps with Charitable. If they have any questions, they can know that they're emailing me, and I'll happily get back to them. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.